Welcome to Coffee with Christ. I'm your host, Nicole Jones, and you are listening to episode 87. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your weekend and were able to get some good rest from the day-to-day. It's so important for us to break up the monotony, to give our brains time to process and our bodies and spirits time to refocus and renew. Let's get started by being still. Use these next few minutes to tell God what you're thankful for. So far this season, we've caught up with the Israelites from where we left off in Genesis and seeing God's faithfulness to His Word and His covenant with Abraham back in Genesis 15. We met a man named Moses who had a heart for rescuing God's people, the Israelites. Moses' story was complicated, but God chose to rescue His people out of the land of their slavery and lead them into a land of abundance, the Promised Land. After 400 years of oppression, right on time, based on God's promise to Abraham back in Genesis, God moved on behalf of His people and rescued them. He executed 10 plagues because Pharaoh refused to humble himself. But when God finally broke his heart, he did indeed let God's people go, but changed his mind and tried to chase them down with his whole army. The Israelites thought they were trapped by the Egyptians, but God had a plan to fight for them and to take them through the Red Sea on dry ground. Then God led His people to the wilderness, a place where He would test their faith after the many miracles they saw Him do on their behalf. 
But the struggles of not having their basic necessities like food and water eclipsed all the miracles. So God miraculously and supernaturally provided for them with bread in the mornings, meat in the evenings, and water in the most unlikely of places. When the Israelites came to Mount Sinai, God called Moses to come up the mountain. There, He made a covenant with His people, and they promised to be obedient. Then Moses goes up higher on the mountain, and God gave him the blueprints for a tent, a tabernacle, where he could dwell among the people. God designed a tent with intricate details, which we heard all about a couple of weeks ago, and then things went sideways. Last week, there was a lot of drama in the camp and on top of the mountain. While Moses was away and buried in the cloud of God's presence, the people became restless. They wanted a God they could see, and so Aaron obliged, which made God very, very angry. Moses interceded for them and convinced God to relent in his anger, to be faithful to his people even though they were not, and to accompany them personally to the Promised Land because Moses was fully dependent on God to get them there. When we last left Moses, he was giving the instructions God gave him to the people. Let's see what happens next in Exodus chapter 36. The Lord has gifted Bezalel and Aholiab and the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in building the sanctuary. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle, just as the Lord had commanded. So Moses summoned Bezalel and Aholiab and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to get to work. Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. But the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, The people have given us more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command, and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. The skilled craftsmen made ten curtains of finely woven linen for the tabernacle. Then Bezalel decorated the curtains with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. All ten curtains were exactly the same size, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Five of these curtains were joined together to make one long curtain, and the other five were joined to make the second long curtain. He made 50 loops of blue yarn and put them along the edge of the last curtain in each set. The 50 loops along the edge of one curtain matched the 50 loops along the edge of the other curtain. Then he made 50 gold clasps and fastened the long curtains together with the clasps. In this way, the tabernacle was made of one continuous piece.
He made 11 curtains of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering for the tabernacle. These 11 curtains were all exactly the same size, 45 feet long and 6 feet wide. Bezalel joined five of these curtains together to make one long curtain, and the other six were joined to make a second long curtain. He made 50 loops for the edge of each large curtain. He also made 50 bronze clasps to fasten the long curtains together. In this way, the tent covering was made of one continuous piece. He completed the tent covering with a layer of tanned ramskins and a layer of fine goatskin leather. For the framework of the tabernacle, Bezalel constructed frames of acacia wood. Each frame was 15 feet high and 27 inches wide, with two pegs under each frame. All the frames were identical. He made 20 of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. He also made 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame, with the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, he made another 20 frames, and with their 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame. He made six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle, along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames were matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring, forming a single corner unit. Both of these corner units were made the same way, so there were eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle, set in 16 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Then he made crossbars of acacia wood to link the frames, five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle and five for the south side. He also made five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle, which faced west. He made the middle crossbar to attach halfway up the frames. It ran all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. He overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. Then he overlaid the crossbars with gold as well. For the inside of the tabernacle, Belzalel made a special curtain of finely woven linen. He decorated it with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. For the curtain, he made four posts of acacia wood and four gold hooks. He overlaid the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. Then he made another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. He made it of finely woven linen and embroidered it with exquisite designs, including blue, purple, and scarlet thread. This curtain was hung on gold hooks attached to five posts. The posts with their decorated tops and hooks were overlaid with gold, and the five bases were cast from bronze. May God bless the reading and hearing of His Word. What stood out to you today? Did anything surprise you?
Where did you see God's Spirit working? What does that teach you about God's character? Holy Spirit, you move among your people and provide more than enough to accomplish what you want us to build. Move within your global church today, provide for us the resources we need, and gift us with the abilities to continue your work of bringing about your kingdom on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this 87th episode of Coffee with Christ. Be sure to invite someone to listen because God's Word changes us verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Have a wonderful day and join me tomorrow for our next episode.